There's a plan for your life. There's more that God requires out of you. You can be a father that you've never seen. You can be a husband that you've never seen. So to be a father, to be a husband, you're asking kids to be something that they've, that they've never seen. And so they're saying, okay, because I like you, because you've shown me the love of Christ, I'll do what you're asking me to do until I begin to believe for myself and realize that I can make it, that I can be successful, that I can be an entrepreneur, you know, and so it's a thing of beauty to watch it. Welcome to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I had to stop and think of which program I'm on. I host another show here on Bot Radio Network, Pastors Forum, that airs Sundays at 1245 and 715 p.m. And this program, of course, Mid-South Viewpoint, airs Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. on AM 640, FM 93.7, and FM 100.7. And it's my pleasure to be able to host these shows and really to connect with the community. That's what these shows really are all about, bringing some local flavor of ministry to our listeners. Really how God is working, doing incredible things. And uh, a few years ago, I had the pleasure to meet Pastor Myron Thomas of the Innovation Church. Matter of fact, Myron, we've done this show from your church. You remember when I came out? You don't remember. I don't remember when you came out. You don't remember? I don't. I thought we were good friends. We are good friends. We're awesome friends. I just remember coming here. Okay. Well, I came to your church, Mm -hmm. and I I remember there was a festival that was taking place. There was a lot of people. Mm -hmm. There was food being served downstairs. I was there, and I moved around and interviewed some folks. Wow, you were in the right place. Yeah, I'm I, I just, I, yeah, it's no, just me, man. I'm, no, you know what? That's okay because <laughs> you get a lot going, and, and sometimes people will say, oh, yeah, I remember hearing that. I'm going, wait a minute. I don't That's remember. Right. Yeah. Is it age or just getting senile? What is, what's happening? Always great to have you on the show and talk about Innovation Church. You know, just the name itself, Innovation, can that even be connected to the life of a Christian? I mean, Absolutely. <laughs> totally. Absolutely, yes. Man, listen, in the beginning, in the Innovation is something new, something different, a different method of doing things. First scripture, you know, in the Bible, in the beginning, God created. He created, you know, and we serve a creative God. And so if God is creative, he calls us to be creative. And so that's what we do every Sunday. That That's who we are. We as people, and I'm saying that across all racial or nationalities, yes are uniquely and wonderfully created, knitted together in our mother's womb. That goes for every human life that's on planet Earth. Yes. Now, not all of them have this relationship with God through Mm -hmm. Jesus. Our prayer is that more people would come to know his love and freedom. And I was just talking to a pastor recently. Uh, The Word of God is very clear in instruction when it comes to turning from sin, not having idols, those things in our life that are destructive. But something that really wins people over is God's love. Yes. You know? The Bible says that we love God, what? Because he first loved us. Right. And there's nothing wrong with loving people, Mm -hmm. is it? No, not at all. Yeah. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. That's it. Man, with his love and kindness, has he he drawn us? Yes. Well, we're here today to talk about something that you're very passionate about, and that's leadership. And you're doing an incredible job. A lot of folks don't realize this, and it's one of the things I like to share when I'm mm-hmm. talking about things happening in the city yeah. is what you're doing involving leadership. 
especially in the lives of young people. Mm -hmm. On this program, we've had some Mm -hmm. of your students literally blown away by is they shared i mean these are like eighth grade students and some are seniors some are in college yeah. and some you have graduated your program and are back now serving as leaders you know like chastity banks mm-hmm. who started as an eighth grader yeah. in the program <laughs> i don't even know if she knew christ at that time when she started no when yeah. she started she didn't know christ so this has been a tool there's not only teaching leadership but it's bringing people into a knowledge and a relationship with christ absolutely man you know, and, and we've been doing uh, youth work in, in the Fraser area since uh, 1997. And so just to see what God has done, you know, we we wanted a quick turnaround. But just to see what God has done, his time and how he's bringing things all together, man, it's truly a blessing. When you see kids that you've mentored and discipled years ago that's gone off to college, that's now back working on staff with you, mentoring and discipling other youth, taking them to college, doing the same thing for them that we did for them. It is truly amazing. I don't know. I'm not saying there's not, but mm-hmm. I don't know of a lot of ministries in the city, church ministries, mm-hmm. that are doing that. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not, but not to the degree that you're seeing return. Absolutely. I mean, the challenge for you with these young people, Myron, is allow God to change your life, and then you come back and change the Fraser community, right? That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. You know, in indigenous leadership, you know, and that's what we want to see, you know, people from the community transform and come back to help transform lives. You know, we say, man, you, you, you hadn't made it once you, once you make it. You don't make it until you inspire others and come help others to make it. That's when we've made it together, you know, yeah. and so you can't leave them behind. Hey, what, I saw your hand when you first came in, and you got this big, I thought it was this a little su- thing. I thought it was a Super Bowl ring. I thought, what well, maybe he went to a pawn shop and found some. <laughs> <laughs> but no, tell me about this ring. Man, I uh, actually was a volunteer head coach at Georgia Hills Middle School for several years, and um, this is just a little small thing that we just got for winning championships. And so we won four city championships, two state championships, but who's counting? <laughs> Yeah, we're the most winning middle school in in the city, and one of the things, but the the, the interesting thing about that is that we did that as volunteer work. We did it as um, what we call earning the right to be heard, so that was a way that we built relationships with kids in our community, volunteering, uh, giving them leadership principles, uh, spending time with them, earning the right to be heard, um, giving them Christ. You know, and, and, and it's truly been amazing. So we go into the schools, volunteers, the kids come to our program, we coach them, we have uh, what we call club, we spend time with them, yeah. um, college tours, just a, a variety of things. So they not only get coached on the field, but they get empowered as, as young people. I was thinking about you recently, about the Ministry of Innovation Church, about the leadership programs that you do, and I thought, what would it be like if there was no leadership program through Myron's ministry. Where would these young people be if there was no Innovation Church in Frazier? Man, I, I don't want to imagine that. When you're doing the work, you're in it, and you know that God is really making a difference in the lives of, of young people. But when you meet people right where they are, and you see where they are, and then a couple of years later, you see where God is taking them, it is truly amazing. So for people to not have that type of experience or to not have people in their lives that's been transformed, I think we have a lost community. We have a lost generation because we're seeing kids that's never been out of the city, that's never been introduced to Christ. This is a different generation. You know, when I was coming up, you know, your grandma was in church and you had some type of influence, but now a lot of our kids' grandma, that generation didn't go to church. 
And so this is a very unchurched, uh, de-churched, you know, yeah, uh, generation yeah. who yeah. really don't know Christ, who struggles reading, who um, who's been involved, uh, or, or, or the culture is just so full of gang violence, and and it's acceptable to smoke weed, acceptable to get drunk, acceptable to be in a gang. And so this is what we see, and this is real. One kid told Chastity and Marquino the other day, I don't know if I want to do this anymore because I want to smoke weed. I mean, like, literally, I, I want to smoke weed. Yeah. And so I don't want to do this. So this couple of years of investment, you know, and so you have stories like that, but you also have stories of kids who say, man, this is what I want. If I had a mentor, if I had someone to come alongside of me, I'd go the extra mile, I'd go to college, I'd surrender my life, and I'll come back and do what was done for me. It's something about a young person being able to look up to somebody else who believes in them, who encourages them, or just gives them just a glimmer of hope. Yes. I mean, that can ignite, <laughs> which is a word we're going to talk about in a minute, uh, but that can ignite and spark a, a whole change, transform life. Man, you say that we're hope, and, 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 and it blesses me because one, one of the things that we do is we allow our kids to borrow our hope until they have hope. For themselves, so we have hope for them, and we believe in them when they don't believe in themselves. And what it does for a kid, they borrow that for a minute until they're able to have hope for themselves. Because surrounding them, there's nothing to believe that hope's going to work for them. Yeah. But as they start taking the little steps of yes. faith, this is working. It can work, and and finally they're stepped into it. Right. Absolutely. Like, well, why should I have hope when my my dad's not involved in my life? My mom's working two jobs, or on drugs. Uh, my brother's in a gang. Uh, uh, my brother was shot. He's in jail. You know, my community. Most people don't. Some people graduate, but and that's it. So why should I have hope? I mean, I'm struggling. Yeah. I hadn't I hadn't seen anything different. So how can I be something different? I hadn't seen anything different. So this is the norm for me. This is my norm. Wow. So I'm okay with that. And so now you have people challenging you saying, there's a plan for your life. There's more that God requires out of you. You can be a father that you've never seen. You can be a husband that you've never seen. So to be a father, to be a husband, you're asking kids to be something that, they, that they've never seen. And so they're saying, okay, because I like you, because you've shown me the love of Christ, I'll do what you're asking me to do until I begin to believe for myself and realize that I can make it, that I can be successful, yeah. that I can be an entrepreneur, you yeah. know. And so it's a thing of beauty to watch it. Again, you're seeing these students in this place in their life come through your leadership program, these weekly, I guess weekly. Yeah. And there's also this intensive student time of about 12, I guess. Yeah. Let's break down the program, and I don't want to spend too much time, Absolutely. but I just kind of want to lay a foundation yeah. a little bit, then I want to move into something that's coming this weekend we want to talk okay. about. But talk about the breakdown, because you have several hundred, you know, that get together, yeah. and you have meetings, but then you have this inner core group that yeah. you spend time with, real intensive. So we call it our Jesus model, what Jesus did when Jesus spoke to a multitude. He spoke to the multitude, and out, out of the multitude, he had disciples who truly followed him. And then he had 12 disciples who, who really followed him at a different level. And um, that's what we call our, our model, the Jesus model. So we have what we call a teen night where we deal with uh, close to 200 kids on a weekly basis, proclaim, proclaim the gospel, feed them, have fun and games. And out of those 12, we find kids that are fat, faithful, available, and teachable, kids who, who want to go that extra mile. Um, and they're part of our leadership program. And our leadership program is just college readiness, uh, uh, time management, money management, 
we take them um, on college tours, give them, expose them to life outside the Frazier community, and really empower them on a weekly basis. And some of them receive stipends, and they they work. You know, it's a part of the uh, the program. We go into the schools, build relationships with them. We have a couple of leadership programs in Tresman High Schools and MLK Prep, and then we have our one leadership program uh, at Leadership Empowerment Center on site. And those kids, we spend the majority of our time with those kids, uh, saying that. Um, if they if we show them something different, they can be something different, and and we see when we take that approach, there's a greater return on the investment. So it's not a it's not a shotgun approach. It's more of a rifle approach. It's more of a straight on approach to where you know you, you shoot a shotgun, it's buckshots and just firing all over the place. And that's how our ministry was before. And we just wanted to reach so many people. We had so many donors who wanted. How many people are you reaching? And we say, yeah, we're touching a lot of people, but we're not truly making an impact. When you get a group of 12 kids and you spend time with them and invest in them and hold them accountable, you truly can see an impact. You have some pretty high standards. The requirements to be part of this 12 and homework and the things you call oh, yeah. them to do, it's pretty intense. Yeah, you, you, you have to be consistent, uh, turn in your assignments. Um, and and this, is during the sum- this is during the this summer is during months. This is during the summer months. So they're, they're, they're at work you know, they're in, you know, from 7 to like 4 in the afternoon or something. I think it was 2.30 and then 4 o'clock, depending on. So they get different speakers to come in. We take business tours to uh, foundations and uh, nonprofits and uh, to meet with CEOs and CFOs and COOs. And, and they have to be sharp. We go through uh, leadership materials, 17 indisputable laws of teamwork, uh, leading from the lockers, seven habits of highly effective teams. And so they have to know it and be on top of their game and be on time and be efficient and dress the part. I mean, and so... Um, and to get kids to do this, you know, we we have this saying, you know, people say you can take a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink it. Yeah, we believe that, but we sure make them thirsty. Yeah, <laughs> you can make them thirsty. So we try to make them thirsty and hungry for success. Yes, you know, and um, so yeah, the standards are pretty high, and some kids don't make it, but the kids that do make it, man, they they thrive. And those thrivers can potentially not only have their own lives changed, but they can be community changers, too. Absolutely. I mean, you're building a future. Okay, so we mentioned the word ignite a moment ago, and I know that's a big word around innovation. Mm-hmm. You've got this conference this weekend, October 4th and 5th, Ignite Pastors and Leadership Conference. Tell me about it. Ignite Pastors and Leadership Conference is, is for pastors and leaders in, in our city and, and just um, all over. You know, uh, We want to actually give what God has given us a way to leaders in this city. Uh, we see so many pastors and so many um, leaders at church, and, and this is not limited to pastors, uh, but just leaders wherever you are. If you're a principal, if you're a teacher, a doctor, a lawyer, we think there's going to be some really good information that, that's going to help empower you, empower you. We believe that when the leader is ignited, then the entire congregation or the entire school or the entire um, you know workforce can be ignited when the leader is ignited. Yeah. And so... Uh, I've been a fan, a student uh, of leadership, and I've seen God use that to to do wonders. And we want to just share some of the things that we've done along the way where God has truly blessed us and helped us to grow from a vision to over 500 people on, on, on a Sunday morning. And uh, I mean, really, Innovation Church was, as the leadership program that what you've been doing with you for all these years, this innovative church grew out of this program. I mean, you weren't a pastor starting off. I'm a pastor starting off. You're just connecting with youth and trying That's to right. challenge them to be leaders. That's right. But through that, developed Innovation Church. Man, it, it was so awesome because what we saw was how God blessed to where it went. Our leadership program, it was different than other leadership programs that we saw. 
our football team was different. Our impact was different. And and what God showed me, if if we can do this with kids and with everything that we touch, you know, the church is the hope of the world. And that's who he's coming back for, the church. The nonprofit is awesome. But he's coming back for the church. And so how can we do this for our community as a whole? How can we get principals and doctors and lawyers and teachers and crips and bloods and people straight off the street worshiping together and giving them what we've been giving our youth and more all of these years? Yeah. And we're seeing it happen. Yeah, We're seeing doctors, lawyers, judges worship with vice lords and crips and blood. It's a thing of beauty to see it, you know, so you don't have well, this service you have the, the professionals and this service you have people that straight off the street. They're worshiping together doing life together in life groups together and it is a thing of beauty because that's that's what we saw over six years ago. Okay, so the conference is starting tomorrow, this Friday and Saturday. Give me the details. How can people connect with this conference? How can they engage? How can they get involved? You can go online to um, Innovation Church Memphis website, or you can go to the Ignite Conference 2019.com, the Ignite Conference 2019.com, and get all the information. It's one uh, twenty-seven. If you have five uh, people or more, it's seventy-seven dollars on Friday night from five thirty-seven to seven oh seven. We have a pre-party that is going to be amazing. The conference starts at seven oh seven to nine oh seven, and it is. <laughs> listen, it is. We're probably going to spend a couple of thousand dollars giving this information away because we think it really can ignite churches, the body of Christ. So many people are hungry. For what for for what we have, you know, and 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 have lost their momentum, and they seeing ten to fifteen people, you know, on a weekly basis, and wanting to know like how can I get my fire back? How can I get my passion back? Yeah. How can I get my momentum back? You know, want to walk away from ministry, and before you walk away, come to this ignite conference. As a pastor, <laughs> how does that happen? How does a pastor lose that? Um, I think. When there's no momentum, when people are not showing up, when people are being people, when people are being fickle and not coming, and you don't have the finances, and you're serving in an inner city where people are really not giving as much, um, when you, you, you're you bivocational and you can't focus a lot of your attention you know, on ministry or your, your attention is divided, um, not knowing how it is to or not knowing that not having the leadership skills to build a team and so you're doing things alone not getting the proper start you know and so sometimes you need to regroup and so i think pastors that's been doing it hadn't had the proper start and you know when momentum good or bad once it starts it's hard for it to stop and so some pastors and leaders just really have bad momentum and it's and they didn't get the good start and they don't know what to do how how do i turn this thing around yeah and so uh, i think those are some of the things we want to share with them how how to build a team you know some of the things that we've done how to call a timeout regroup build your team empower your team to go and empower others we challenge our team how you know you the importance of casting vision what does that look like you know being aggressive not letting people off the hook this is God's work. We're not letting you off the hook. There is an expectation that God have of you, and there's an expectation that we have of you. Go and do the work that God has called you to do. So mobilizing um, people in ministry, and sometimes people struggle with that. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, uh, Byron, I told my wife when we first started, now, we was getting ready to start Innovation Church, and what was going to happen is uh, we were going to start like a lot of people that I know. Just we're going to get a couple of friends. We're going to start a church. Because we've been doing ministry for 15 years, you know, in the Frazier area. I know a lot of people, got a lot of Facebook friends. People are just going to come to innovation. We're just going to start the church. And that was not it. I found out 
from a lot of awesome pastors in this city and just studying and went on a sabbatical to really spend time with the Lord and how God showed me that was not it. You don't just say, hey, in two months we're starting a church. But the important things that, that we did was we built a team, a core team, and we met for months before we started the church. I picked the brains of several pastors um, before we started the church. I went into prayer. I had people praying before we started. We did a lot of marketing and got billboards. And so these type of things that help us get off to a good start and how we started with a lot of momentum. And we're only a little bit over six years in and we still have that momentum, if not more now. But just how to get momentum and how to to maintain momentum, you know? And so I told my wife, we're not going to do this alone because I see so many pastors that do it alone. They get their wives, they do it alone and they're stressed out. We're not doing it alone. We're going to pass leadership down. We're going to give this away and we're going to have a team with us. That's going to help carry this load. Okay. Who are some other speakers or contributors to this conference? I'm the only speaker. You're it. I'm the speaker. (laughs) That's awesome. And and our team, our team is going to show the behind the scenes, what we've done, the mistakes that we've made, what we you know, what we do all over, what we do different, we had to do it all over again, and so just all of our behind the scenes. I love that. Yeah, I love yeah, that. A lot of our behind the scenes. <laughs> Ken Hutchinson. I don't know if you remember Ken or not. He was a former Dallas football player. He passed away, but he was the big motivator behind this one man, one woman took a big million people to Washington. Mm. Uh, he was an incredible man. I got a chance to meet him at a multiracial conference up in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. He did something similar to what you're talking about with his staff, and he brought his staff. I went to his seminar, and I kept going back. Uh, I sat there, I want to go again, you know, because yeah. it was so informative and so igniting, you know, yeah. it got you excited. And I'm not even a pastor, but yeah. I got excited yeah. about it. And it was neat to hear the ups and downs, like you said, behind the scenes, Absolutely. not only him as the pastor, but as the staff, too. Yes. As you mentioned, Innovation Church, six years, which seemed like it's been longer to me, mm-hmm. but this has been birthed out of, what, over 20 years yeah. of doing leadership ministry Absolutely. in Frazier. Yes. You know, just even sometimes people will look at us and say, man, it's an overnight success. But it wasn't. We became a, a success overnight in 22 years. <laughs> you know well, what I'm saying? I, I, mean, I think sometimes we forget, especially we're so everything's got to be quick and fast, microwavable and absolutely. you drive through. But you've got to sow some seeds oh, and there's some stress involved in that. There's some tears and there's some some hurts yes. before we always see the fruit. Absolutely. You know, but man. you got to labor in that, right? Yes. And and be faithful, and be faithful. You know, quitting is not an option. Giving up is not an option. When when it gets tough, when it when it gets hard, don't give up. Yeah. Being faithful with that little bit that God has given you, and maximizing that. And when you're faithful with the little, He'll make you a ruler over a lot. You okay, know? so tomorrow and Saturday. Yeah, since Saturday will start at nine thirty-seven a.m. Okay. And it'll end at three oh seven. You got these off times, which is I think is great. It's very catchy. I mean, how do you yeah. come up with that? Because we're innovative. <laughs> You're innovative. That's it. That, 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 that's it. And people want to know: is the seven because it's the number of completion? It's because we're innovative. Period. That's it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so you said the, is the website, or should they call the church? I mean, we're so close right now to the- yeah the, the website. You can go to the website and um, and, and register the Ignite Conference twenty nineteen dot com, or you can go to Innovation Church uh, Memphis. On Saturday, is there any breaks for lunch or anything like yes, that? Yes, yes. There, there, there's um, we're doing general sessions. We're doing um, uh, some breakout sessions that you know talk to our to our team, our media team, um, 
our children and youth ministry. I think you know our children and youth ministry do an awesome job, and and we want to talk to some of our leaders and just some of our behind the scene. Let, let's talk about that. We're having a, a session with, with 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 myself. I'll share with with, with leaders. My wife would do a session. Uh, women in ministry, and so and just women in leadership. That type of empowering and, and wasn't needed to to really be effective there. Not that yep. we're the experts, you know. Yep. It's just I feel like God has given us a lot in. We want to give back. And you eat the fish and spit out the bones. Well, you know, I really think that, seriously, I've just seen my, my own personal witness from your ministry, like Chastity, Akio. These young people who come through your program have gone off to college yeah. and have come back. They're just ignited and passionate about serving, and they're discipling. It's really about the model of discipleship. Absolutely. Biblical discipleship. Jesus told us to make disciples. Yes. Not converts, but disciples, right. you know? That's right. And sometimes that gets messy. That does. You know? And some of the homes and the hearts where these folks come from, pretty messy, right? Man, you see, you're speaking my language, and I don't think a lot of people are not ready to get messy. They think that it's cute. You know, we post pictures and, like, oh, look at all of these people. How do they get all these people? But they don't see the messy work. And that's what you have to to withstand, the messy work. The times when you go into someone's house and somebody literally got a demon in them. I mean, you're seeing this. Someone's losing their mind. You go to a home when somebody's been molested and abused and, and you have to minister to this family. Somebody's in jail or, you know, you, may, you, you never know what you're running up on. But you have to be there for the long haul and not quit and not give up. And to see some of these faces of people who's been with us for years, I mean, we stayed there with them. We walked them through it. We prayed them through things. We prayed their families through things. And so that's some of the messy work. And so when we see and we, you know, all the big numbers, it's, it didn't just happen. No. It didn't just happen, you know. <laughs> and so um, we're excited about what we get to do, man. Do you get discouraged in this anyway? Oh, man, very little, honestly. I really try to keep, and this is why, Byron, because I really understand from where I came from that God gave me another chance and I get to do this. That's what we say at our church a lot of times. We don't have to do this, but we get to do this. Wow. You know, and so it's hard for me to get, because I'm human and because I didn't like that, and, and to see people fall through the cracks and walk away from Christ, that's discouraging. Yes. But to say discouraged as it relates to the work that, that God has called us, I don't, it doesn't happen. Praise the Lord. Because, man, I get to be a part of what God is doing. You pull me out of the dirt, out of the mud, out of the gutter, and call me to this work. Man, I'm grateful. Wow. My goodness. <laughs> we don't get together enough. Every time we do, it's ignited around here, you know. I, I love being with you and sharing. Before we say goodbye again, friend, the Ignite Pastors and Leadership Conference at Innovation Church. That is October 4th and 5th, this Friday and Saturday. Please go to the website. The Ignite Conference 2019. The Ignite Conference 2019. But if you forget that, go to innovationchurchmemphis.org. It'll lead you to the Ignite Conference. God bless you, my dear brother. May God bless you. Thank you so much for what you do for Christ's kingdom. Praise God. Thank you for what you do, man. It's always a pleasure being on your show, hey, I love sharing with you yeah. and having this time. Thank you so much. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. 